Hello, hello. I am back with another summer quickie for the month of August. This one is with Rachel Wonderland, and I'm so excited to share this with you because it is on a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And that is creating something in the world when it doesn't exist and when people tell you that you can't do it. Now, obviously, this is something that I have had a lot of experience with because in our small creative agency, Worst of All Design, we decided that we didn't like the model that literally everybody I had ever met was implementing, which is a very long process of pitching and free work to land clients. And then once you do land a client, a very long process of back and forth pitching work, presenting work, getting feedback, making revisions for weeks and weeks and months and months and months with projects that always take longer than you expect. And after years of doing that, we found out that not only was it not fun, but it was also not profitable. It actually landed us in debt. And we decided, hey, we don't want to do any of that. You know, we love the work, but we really dislike most of the other parts of this business. What if we reimagined this to make it exactly the way that works best for us, that works best for the way that we want to work, that allows us to be inspired by the work and allows us to actually do our best work for our clients. And everyone I spoke to in the industry told me that's not possible. You're never going to get clients to say yes to work on site. You're never going to get clients to say yes to work the day of. And you need that process of letting clients marinate with the work, come back, give feedback. Clients require revisions. There's no way around it. That's what they all said. And Steve and I said, well, let's see if we can make this happen anyway. And that was the beginning of what is now the brand up. And it's uh, an amazing process where we build entire brands in one to three day intensives. And now I am teaching dozens of people how to do this in their own business. And it's so exciting because some of the people, a lot of the people that come into my program that I'm teaching have read my book. So they're already kind of indoctrinated in this idea. They're, they're bought in. They're like, yes, that sounds amazing. I believe that you can do it. I don't know how to do it. Show me how to do it. But uh, every once in a while, I get someone in the program who hasn't read my book and doesn't really have the background. And they are having a totally different experience because their whole mindset has to shift around what is really possible. And, and I'm learning as I do this and I'm getting feedback that some people are going, whoa, this is a bigger mind exploding idea than I was expecting. And I actually have to go back and unlearn a lot of the things that I have believed to be truth for five years, 10 years, 20 years, however long they've been doing it. And that is what is so exciting and fun for me in business in general and should be an exciting opportunity for you too. There are opportunities to do things differently than how everyone in the industry does it. And if you find that way that is different because it's better and because you enjoy it more, that can be your most exciting opportunity to build something really special and unique. You know, everybody thinks of me as the badass brander and it's all about a brand that is badass. But you know what's behind a really badass brand? Something that is badass inherently, <laughs> something, a business that is special because of the way that it operates, what it does, how it delivers, the kind of value it creates, the process. You guys know I love process. The process behind the 
behind the brand. And so that's kind of why when I, as I evolved my business and we were doing branding, I did more and more business consulting too, because I kept wanting to help these people make their business better and more badass so that their brand could be badass. You know, it's like, you know what would make this a really easy badass brand if your business was more badass. So that's why I wanted to share this clip today because Rachel is one of those people who stared uh, the industry in the face and said, I don't think that this is how it needs to be. And she saw a better way because she is a fiery, super smart woman who wasn't afraid to try something new and try to figure it out on her own. So without further ado, please enjoy this summer quickie with Rachel Wonderlin from Dementia by Day. How did you even, you said you didn't know what it was going to look like. Like, Ooh. did you know of anyone who did something like that, that you had a sense of what it could be modeled as or not, did nobody know, do it? I mean, not really. Like yeah. there are other dementia care consultants, but typically they just like have a thing, like they have a program and you buy their program and you apply it. Like I really wanted to go into buildings and like help them redesign their interiors and like actually build like what we call life stations, which a good example would be like um, a lot of people living with dementia believe that baby dolls are real babies. So um, I would build like a crib and like set up baby dolls in there and like make it look like a nursery. Um, I love doing that. It's so cool. So I wanted to do that kind of thing. And I have a vivid memory of being like 22 years old and we had to like during grad school interview um, people generally in our field and say like, what, uh, you know, this is what I want to do. How did you get to be where you are? So I interviewed a geriatrician, which is a medical doctor that specializes in aging. And I told her, I said, I want to go into senior living buildings and I want to redesign them. And this woman scoffed at me. She was like, oh, that's not a real job and you'll never be able to do it. And I remember being like crying on the other end of the phone, like silently to myself and being like, oh my God, like, I guess, oh, this is, and I was like, or how about this? What if I just make that job exist? So I just made that job exist. And Within, I don't know, like a couple months of me beefing up my LinkedIn and putting it on there as a dementia care consultant, a building sent me a message, like their HR director sent me a message and they were like, hey, we're like, you know, we're um, in, north of Pittsburgh and which is where I live and we are looking for a dementia care consultant. We have um, a new administrator and she hates our dementia care unit and she really wants somebody to come in and help us. And I was like, okay. So that was wow, really, yeah, that was like the first, because somebody literally went on LinkedIn, typed in dementia consultant, and that was like my title. And you came up. And I came up. Because there aren't like, right many of like, them. Yeah. No. Right. And I'm right here. So they were like, okay. <laughs> so that was my first time. Wow. And I like literally went in and, you know, designed their, it's kind of like a part-time job. You know, I could I didn't really know what things looked like at that point, but I was doing what I wanted to do. And it was like evidence, oh, this is definitely a thing. Right. I can make this be a thing. Yeah. I could do this thing that I have and you know that I have in my head. Right. It, it could exist. Well tell tell me about that gig. Like what was the first thing? How did you even approach it since you were kind of making it up as you went along? Did they offer you a certain amount of money? Did you 
write them a proposal? Like, did you charge them by the hour? Yeah. I uh, went in there and the administrator was like, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> she was like, we have $10,000 to spend on this project. Um, how long do you think this would take? And like, what would you do? So I wrote a, yeah, I wrote the traditional, you know, proposal. Um, and but she gave I you said, a number. That's nice. I, yeah. People I don't usually do that. that. <laughs> no. And I, I said, it'll be three months and I'll come in here and I'll like help you redesign and I'll do like training and stuff like that. So that's what I did. Um, and you said, I'll take all, all 10,000. And this yeah, is what I said, I'll, do I'll take right. all 10,000 <laughs> and this is what I'll do. Yeah. Right. Nice. And I said, you know, what's your budget for like buying supplies? And so that became like a different budget. Um, so it was definitely like tied together with string, you know, it was definitely like I taped it all up and like made it work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the first time that I saw something like that could work. And I think it gave me a lot of, it gave me a great experience and it also gave me um, that validation that I needed to go like, okay, let me next time make this a little bit more uh, concrete, make my offering a little more concrete. And it just, as you know, you know, over time I was like, okay, this needs to, all right, this needs to be more concrete. This needs to be more, you know, every time I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I could do this better than I did it last time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So that was your first client. When was that? That was in 2017, 2018? That was actually like fall 2016 because my book was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So like everything was kind of happening at the same time. Like the book was coming out and I was working for this company and uh, yeah. So, So fall of 2017, you get your first client. Your book is about to come out. 2016. 2016. So what did... What did the next couple of years look like? Like, what were you, what were you doing? How were you getting clients? How were you working with them? I was running all over the place. Like I was doing a lot of things. I felt like I was juggling a lot of different balls because I wasn't a hundred percent sure what to focus on. So I started um, reading a lot of like entrepreneur books and like business books and podcasts and things like that. So in probably 2018, I want to say I stumbled upon your book and I read it and I was, yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, this is a thing. Okay. So then I, you know, looked you up and I found the badass your brand bootcamp. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take this. And that was actually the first time that I paid for a course. Because I was like, oh. so that was the first time I'd really invested Aww. any money at all, at all. <laughs> I'm honored. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll invest some money. I'll do this. And of course, it completely paid off, right? Because I was like, I don't know about this whole lead product thing. Like, I don't know if it's going to work. As soon as I set it up, I really started selling the crap out of these. I think I sold like eight of them within a couple months. And it's because like, but what I was doing before was like, I would do like, week-long engagements with people. So like a company would call me and be like, hey, can you come down, you know, to um, Tennessee and train our staff and like help us do stuff? And I was like, yeah. So I'd go there for three or four days and like it would be super intense and, you know, I'd help them do their thing and then I'd leave. And I was like, I feel like there's got to be <laughs> like a more succinct way to to do this and to get clients. Um, I was selling my book, you know, I'm Talk, I'm helping caregivers. I'm talking to caregivers on the phone. I'm like doing all sorts of, I was all, all over the place. So once I took the boot camp, I was like, okay, now 
this is something I could actually create a format for. So now finally I was like selling the lead product and then saying to people, I work in three month, six month or one year time periods, which I, I don't remember what it was at the time. I think I had like, oh yeah, I was doing like two weeks, one month, three months. Cause I was terrified to say to somebody, mm-hmm. I would work with them for six months. It was terrified, but now it's three, six, one, and no one ever picks three. So yeah. Ah, so good. I love how Rachel was just willing to stare convention in the face and say, no, not for me. Um, She has so much more to share about that in the full episode that we did last year, episode 25. Uh, So you can just scroll back to find that episode if you want to hear the full story, or you can go read about it on my website, psilva.com backslash podcast. All right, guys, that's all for now. Hope you are finding time to relax and reset during this summer break because there is nothing like taking time for yourself to really let your business know who's boss. Show Your Business Who's Boss is produced by Yellow House Media. Production coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Steve Wasterval. Our theme music is Glass Prisms by Western Runners. 